Hey friends, welcome to the Publish, Promote, Profit podcast. I'm Rob Kosberg, and every week I show you how to use a best-selling book to grow your income and your impact. And if you're interested in having your own best-selling book, I recorded a short video explaining our trademarked process at beginmybook.com. All right. Hey, welcome everybody. Rob here with our Publish, Promote, Profit podcast. Got a great guest for you. Uh, as always, and excited to uh, to talk to Dr. Randy Ross. Uh, I think you're going to love uh, Randy. He's a compelling communicator. Uh, he's the best-selling author of multiple books. His most recent one, Hope Rises, Make Your Life, Love, and Leadership Soar. Uh, Randy works with and has worked with brands like GE, McDonald's, Panasonic, Cox Communications, Chick-fil-A, Keller Williams, uh, Intercontinental Hotel Group. I must say several of these I am intimately familiar with, uh, both from the standpoint of I worked for the Intercontinental Hotel Group when I was a, a bellman as a teenager. And of course, Chick-fil-A I get to as much as possible. So uh, Randy works uh, helping people, uh, these groups find a new passion and a purpose in their work, work better together as teams and have greater influence and impact. And so Randy, uh, welcome. Thanks so much for, for being on the podcast, and great to have you on, my friend. Well, thank you, Rob. It's a pleasure to be with you. We look forward to sharing with your audience. Yes. Well, excited about that. You know, my audience is primarily business owners, uh, experts, coaches, consultants, that kind of thing. You have worked with very, very large organizations, but you work with individuals. So talk, talk to me a little bit about, like, your, your magic, your expertise, who, like, for example, your last book, who is it for and kind of what your that, – that's a lot of questions in one, isn't it? Kind of what your, your your process is. We'll get to that at some point. But talk to me about who you serve, what you do. Yeah, sure. So uh, I heard in the leadership and development content, concierge sort of grouping. So we, we pride ourselves on being able to help organizations address some of the most critical uh, challenges that they face, those being, of course, crafting a compelling culture where the environments inspire people to bring their best to work every day. Uh, we talk about uh, culture, we talk about employee engagement, we talk about leadership dynamics and team collaboration, we talk about conflict resolution, all those things that help to create a relationally rich environment. Because we, you and I know, we know that people flourish, they do the best work when they love what they do and they enjoy doing it with the people they enjoy doing it. Yeah. So we help organizations craft relationally rich environments. And the whole journey began, I eventually want to talk about this last book, but the, the journey began for me. Um, I've always enjoyed helping people sort of uh, gain a sense of their purpose in life, find more meaning and fulfillment in their work. So I, I kind of pride myself on being a, a person who brings practical wisdom and needed hope to help organizations solve the biggest challenges that leadership faces, the, the marketplace experiences, and, and help them find some solutions for the people side of the business. Right. So several years ago, I read a book entitled Remarkable, and uh, a friend of mine uh, was the vice president of marketing at a small little chicken sandwich group called Chick-fil-A. <laughs> um, and uh, the funny part about it, he, 37 years ago, he graduated from the University of Georgia on Saturday morning and started working for Chick-fil-A on Saturday afternoon. Well, they're closed on Sunday, so. <laughs> he worked a half a day and then he got the next day off. But, uh, but David just recently retired from Chick-fil-A, but uh, long, 
illustrious career. He helped them come up with the cow campaign and all that sort of wow. thing. He was a second person hired in Chick-fil-A's marketing department, if you can imagine that. Amazing. And so uh, David was a friend. Uh, he lived in our neighborhood. We attended the same church. And I coached his uh, sons in basketball. And I had this idea for the book. I had written most of the, the storyline. And I went to him and said, hey, David, I'm in the process of writing this book. I think it's going to be profoundly helpful for a lot of organizations. But here's my challenge. I don't know how to market it. And I said, would you like to co-author this book together? He goes, that's a great idea. I've always wanted to write a book, but I'm not an author. I don't, I don't know how to write. And I said, look, I got that side of it covered. We can collaborate. I'll write it. And then we collaborate with you and Mark. And that's exactly what we did. So, Love it. Uh, wrote the book together. It, it's just one of those things where you say, all right, I know what I know, and I know what I don't know. And I didn't know market. And so I sought a friend out to say, hey, would you like to do this together? And the fun part about it was we, we self-published initially, but it sold so well that a major publishing house picked it up. And so we went with a, a big boy to help get the message out a little bit further. And they also used it extensively and still do internally at Chick-fil-A. Nice. Because you may know for a while their motto, their mission statement, so to speak, was be remarkable. Mm. And so our, our message of remarkable fit perfectly into that. Wow. Uh, the name of our organization is remarkable. And so that's what we want to help organizations do is encourage their people to choose to be remarkable in all that they do and leave a mark, an indelible impression on others through stellar customer service and just making someone's day. So that's how we started. We had a manual that went along with that, and that was great. And then we wrote a follow-up book, or I wrote a follow-up book, entitled The Relationomics. And the same major publishing house picked that up, and they distributed it globally, and we had it translated into several different languages, and, and that was a fun experience. But then all of a sudden, COVID hit, mm. and... Uh, and a friend of mine came to me and he challenged me. And he said, Randy, I really think you need to write a book on hope. Hmm. And I thought, okay, that's a really interesting prospect. Yes. Yeah. You know, basically his challenge was we don't know how long this trench is going to be and how serious. And I think people need hope. Well, you know, Rob, for you and for me, faith is a big part of our background. True. Yeah. But every book I've ever read on hope had a, a strong foundation. And in faith. Hmm. And I knew, because my audience is corporate America, that I really couldn't write a book, you know, leading with chapter and verse. Right. And so right. <laughs> what I wanted to do, and that's just because I have to communicate in a way that obviously organizations can embrace and endorse the message, and it has to be, in their minds, politically correct. So it couldn't be a preaching. Absolutely. Understandable. So I had to. Uh, adapt the message to a corporate audience. And so I, I played with this idea, would it be possible to prove, validate scientifically the power and the impact of hope? Mm. And so I, I combed through over about 200 research papers that were scientifically validated and peer-reviewed. And, and I was not only encouraged, I was astounded at what I discovered. And so Hope Rises is a book that takes all that information and distills it in a simple language, language that anybody can understand and they can embrace it, they can apply it to their life to, to elevate their hope quotient. Hmm. So uh, a lot of people don't know how to define hope. They would agree that hope is absolutely essential for emotional health and well-being, but they don't know how to define it. 
Right. They certainly don't know what to do with it, and they don't know how to increase it. So we break it down, we define it, we deconstruct it, we put it back together again, and then we give people some practical ideas on how they can elevate their hope. And that's what this last book was about. But here's how it ties into you and your group, because I wanted to get it to market quickly. Yeah. I wanted to get it to market quickly was number one. And the regular publishing route takes, you know, a good 18 months, two years. And I didn't want to miss the window of opportunity. Right. It was a message I wanted to get critically into the market. And two, because I wanted to retain the rights. And you talk a lot about that. Yeah. And and publish, promote, and profit. And I'm so glad I did. I'm so glad that I retained the rights to the content. Because now, as you know, we're getting ready to re-release the book. Yeah. And that would have been a nightmare to have to try to negotiate that with a major publisher. So we can pivot. We can do what we want to do. The content is ours. Yeah. And we've developed a lot of programs that surround that. And so uh, it's just been a great experience working with you and your team. Appreciate the support that you provided. Oh, well, thank you, my friend. Thanks for saying that. Connect the dots for me on Hope Rises to Remarkable and how your organization works. Now, sometimes people write a book that isn't always directly connected with what they do, but I sense that Hope Rises is just as much connected to what you do as as Remarkable. So connect those dots. What does that look like when it comes to you serving your ideal client? Well, so our ideal client is anything from a local mom and pop shop that just wants to improve their services, improve their culture to some multinational groups that we've had the privilege of being able to work with. And it's all about helping to grow leaders. That's what we do. Because, you know, those in the corporate world, they know that people don't quit jobs. They quit on leadership. Right. Or to say it more specifically, they actually quit on cultures. Hmm. When an environment is not conducive for their personal growth and development, when a company doesn't spend time trying to understand how can we connect everyone's personal passion to the corporate objectives? Then what happens is you create a toxic environment. And a lot of times you'll see leaders who are elevated to positions of leadership because either A, they were an individual contributor that was a stellar or subject matter expert, right? Or they, they had the experience and they had the success. Doesn't necessarily mean that they know how to lead people well. Right. So. What we do is we go in and we provide leadership content that encourages and equips people to become leaders worth following. In other words, how, how do they position themselves beyond just the, the service and the product? How do they position themselves to create a relationally rich environment where right. people can excel and be connected? And man, there's no message. I mean, it's more important right now because we're in the midst of what many have called the great resignation. Right. It's the great, it's the great disconnect. But from my standpoint, it's it's the great awakening. Mm-hmm. I think corporate America is waking up to the fact that if they don't take care of their people, they won't stay. Right. And people are waking up to the fact that hey, I, don't, I don't have to work in an environment that I don't like. I can either work for myself, you know, or I can go to an organization who's values and purpose more completely aligned with my own, a place where I can enjoy life more. Right. So it is a great awakening. And what we're trying to do is to provide content, leadership development material that organizations can use. So we we do a lot of keynote addresses for corporate events. 
you know, be that a, a national meeting or a sales meeting or even a small executive leadership retreat. We do a live engagements. Uh, during COVID, we pivoted uh, like everyone else, and we tried to become masters of a virtual presentation. And then uh, both because of your encouragement, but also because of some things that, that I was thinking about, our team was thinking about, we also put a lot of our content on a digital platform. And so now we have the capacity to deliver content live. We got the capacity to deliver it virtually. Right. We have async training. So uh, you know, we have the opportunity to make all that available. But um, but all the messages are consistent. So Remarkable talks about corporate culture. And we've had the opportunity to work with some wonderful organizations that, that understand the importance of that. Uh, Relationomics is kind of the follow-on how-to book. So very practical ideas, not only the principles, but the practices that uh, organizations can put into place to, to craft a remarkable culture. And then Hope Rises comes behind that and it layers in on top of that. You know, how, how do you build optimistic, positive, creative, hopeful teams? Gotcha. Gotcha. Here's the fun part, you know. Uh, a lot of leaders have been probably unwittingly taken into this concept that hope is not a strategy. Yeah. Everybody's heard of that. Sure, sure. But I would say, I, I would I would contend that uh, hope is actually your best strategy. <laughs> that's, uh, that's contrary. I like it. Here's the thought, is that what endeavor or worthy pursuit is ever going to be successful if the people who are involved in it are hopeless? Sure. Of course. So any strategy, no matter what you do, if it's not infused with hope, it's not going to work. Right. If you don't believe it, it happens. You don't have a means to get there. So that's that's the, the message of hope. Now, here's, here's what's curious to me. I think when we miss the mark on the first title, hope rises. You know, I love, and you teach this, and I think it's, it's brilliant, uh, that you want a short captivating, catchy title. And you teach that in your workshop, and I agree with that. But as much as I like sort of the, the metaphor of rising with hope, people kept coming back and going, what, what kind of book is this? Right. Is it, a, is it a fiction book? Is it a non-fiction book? Right. You know, is it self-help? Yeah. What is it? And even though it says make your life, love, and leadership soar, it just wasn't specific enough. So that's one of the things that people are listening, I would challenge it. Man, just don't don't short circuit that process yeah. of really thinking through your messaging and your marketing. So with your help, with your team's help, we went back to the drawing board and we're going to re-release this book. Good. New title. And in the new title is going to be Fireproof Hope Happiness. Fireproof Happiness. Mm. Extinguishing Anxiety and Igniting Hope. Oh, I love that. That's fantastic. Very descriptive subtitle. And, you know, much honestly, you're not going to be as confused about the quality of the content and what the focus is. I love it. Great. It's going to be, uh, we're going to throw it back out into the marketplace and, and see if we can get a little bit more mileage out of it. We massaged a little bit of the content. Yeah. But basically the same message. Yeah. I love it. Fantastic. Um, that's probably a good, like, 
segue. Um, as, uh, as I mentioned to you, our listeners, our business owners, coaches, consultants, experts that want to write a book and ultimately use that book in some way to grow their business, uh, grow their authority in the marketplace, that sort of thing. Talk to me about how you've used your books from Remarkable all the way to Hope Rises and, and now the rebrand of it. Uh, how are you using your books? Any specific stories? Like, what is your focus as far as the book helping you to get more of what it is you want in your business? Well, great question. The first thing I would say is, uh, if you're considering writing the book, do it. <laughs> uh, I wish that I had started a long time ago. I uh, wish I'd understood the impact of it you know, like many years ago. We, we thought that we could get our message out there through social media and, and videos. So we created a massive library of, of videos, which we still use today. And it's a great resource, but it's hard to really explain how much credibility uh, is brought to your brand, how much credibility is brought to you as a speaker or a coach or a consultant. As you said over and over again, and I want to make this clear to your audience, don't expect to make money off the book. Uh, you're not going to sell that many books, but it's a calling card extraordinaire. Yeah. And it's a calling card that you put in the hands of the right people will open up doors of opportunity. And, and that's what happened with us. You know, one of the things you want to do is, is quite distinctly and clearly identify your target audience. And I'm not going to take people through your course because that's what your course is about. But you, you have to know who your audience is and then craft your message specifically for them. But when you do that and you make it specific and it's helpful in its content, you know, for us, being able to, to place Remarkable in Chick-fil-A as a training tool, now they've got tons of training tools. Yeah. Ours is only part of a wide variety. But all the owner operators, they, they, they warehouse books uh, at Chick fil A that their owner operators can get access to for themselves and for their teams. So just to have that sort of stamp of approval on it is tremendous. And we were fortunate to get Trude Kathy, uh, the founder, yeah. to write the fall for the book. Tremendous. Which obviously, you, know, you talked about a lot as well. And then with uh, Relationomics. Uh, may, many of your uh, readers or your listeners may know uh, Ken Blanchard. Mm-hmm. And Ken Blanchard wrote the forward to Relationomics, and we were grateful for that as well. But we use the book as a calling card that gets us in the door that within gives us the opportunity to uh, get speaking engagements. Yeah. And again, you know, sending the book out free. Yeah, get, give me some specifics, Randy, if you could. So when you say we use it as a calling card, like what specifically are you sending the book to conferences that may need a speaker? Or like get, give me the, the lay of the land, the specifics, if you could. Yeah. So one of the things that we do um, is we send out, if we're targeting a group where we think that we may have interest in, in trying to get on in their you know, mix when it comes to an event, we'll send a copy of the book to the decision maker or several decision-makers within the organization saying, hey, we know you've got an event coming up. You know, please consider us. And I can't tell you how many times people call back, even though they have event planners and they've got, you know, their internal team yeah. together. Send a book to a key leader. And sometimes it doesn't pay off immediately. It may be a year or two. Yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, I booked an engagement last week, a major engagement coming up in September, with an individual who got a copy of my book three years ago. Wow. His colleagues. Love it. 
You know, but if it gets passed around, somebody reads it, they go, wow, that's a great message. No one throws it away. You send it cold, no one throws it away. It will sit on their desk. I love that. I mean, or maybe on their bookshelf. Yeah. And it may not produce any results. Right. Bang for the buck is one of the best things that you can do. Yeah. And so to send a copy of the book, but then when we get an engagement, we try to encourage at each one of those engagements for them to purchase a copy of the book for everyone in attendance. Yeah. And in and, and that, I'd say probably 90% of the time, they agree to do so. Yeah. As a, a takeaway, as a giveaway from the event. I, a long time ago, kind of moved away from tables at the back of the room. I don't like Yeah. That. Yeah. If people decide to do that, that's great, but I don't want to ship books. Yeah. Be responsible for selling them, pack it up, whatever we don't sell them, ship back. So if they don't purchase them for everybody in attendance, we just tell them they can get them online. Yeah. People will do that. Anybody who's going to buy a book at the back of the room typically is going to buy it online as well. Yeah. But then. Can I give you a suggestion there? Yeah. What you could do is you could uh, set up, and you may already do this, um, but you, you mentioned buying it online. But what you could do is you could set up your own, you know, personal funnel web page, uh, give them a discount code on that, and say, you know, if you set up one of those text things where you can say, you know, text text hope to three five three five three five, you'll get a discount code where you'll get fifty percent off the book. Do it right now. Now you collect all their information and they buy directly from you so you don't have to share any profits with Amazon. So you know, Amy Dix uh, just spoke in Nebraska. She had three speaking engagements. I talked to her this morning. She does that. She sold a ton of books without having to without having to, you know, bring five hundred copies of her books, you know, to travel with her. Anyway, uh, just a thought there. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great thought. Then from there, we uh, in, in this in this latest book, one of the tidbits that I picked up from you through your training at the end of each section, there are three sections in the book. At the end of the first section, we encourage people to go to our website and download some free worksheets where they can create their own life purpose statement. Love it. That's one thing, and then. It gives them an opportunity in uh, in the second section to take an assessment that we created, which is called the Hope Rises Assessment, which is a very interesting and, and unique view at what their current hope quotient is. It's mm, good. And then they can go and order that online through our website. And then lastly, in the very end, at the end of the book altogether, if they want to go through, we've got over seven hours of content. It's a lot of content available that we've created through our digital program. We've just now rebranded all that for the new book launch. It's called Fireproof Happiness. Yeah. And they can go online and get a discount to get access to all that content because if they've read the book, they get a 20% discount on that content if they want to enroll in that online program. Love it. All that just ties together and uh, it's worked out uh, real well for us. Well, you're using the book in some fantastic ways. I I love what you said. Not just the end, uh, which is about taking people from the book back to you uh, where they get some free resources. I love the assessment, by the way. Oh, fantastic idea. People that will fill that out will, you know, be quite a ways down the path to buying into 
you know, your methodology and all of that. So I love that. But uh, even what you stated about um, about how the book got you a major speaking engagement three years after the book had been passed along. You know, I mean, having a system set up to where you're sending books out on a regular basis for speaking, for media and PR, uh, for lead generation will always pay off. Uh, you will reap what you sow. And if, if you sow uh, your best credibility tool, uh, you'll reap rewards even maybe three years later as you as you express. So that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. You know, it's uh, writing is a discipline, but it's a lot of fun. <laughs> when, when you have something to tell the world, yeah. then it's definitely a powerful medium to do that. Yeah. Totally agree. Awesome. Well, let's give some links to our listeners. Where can they go to learn a little bit more about you? Where can they go, you know, maybe to take this assessment or, or uh, you know, let's let's give them the website and let them connect. Well, probably there are two. We have, I have an individual site for my own speaking, which is doctor, just D-R, no period, drrandyross.com. Great. So drrandyross.com. Is my uh, my personal speaking website and our corporate website is createremarkable.com. C R E A T E remarkable.com. And that, that tells a little bit more about what we do uh, as an organization and, uh, and how we can you know, provide a lot of that leadership development content for, uh, for teams who may be interested in growing to have a, a better culture, uh, a more relationally rich environment. Love it. Love it. Well, the companies that you have worked with and, uh, and and certainly from Remarkable on have some of the best cultures I have ever seen, not the least of which is Chick-fil-A. Just uh, amazing, amazing stuff. So thanks for that. Uh, obviously, people know where they can get the books. They can always get the books on Amazon, but certainly uh, go to the websites first and check that out. But Randy, thanks for being on with us. Great to have you on, my friend. Congratulations on all your success with your books. Thanks, Rob, and thank you for your support and kudos to your team because y'all done a great job for me. Thank you. Hey, thanks for listening in on the Publish, Promote, Profit podcast. If you enjoyed it, please take a minute and like and subscribe to the podcast because every week I bring you either great guests or great teaching to help you to grow your income and your impact with a best-selling book. And if you're interested in having your own best-selling book, check out my short video which explains our trademark process at beginmybook.com.